Cheers, golf addicts. It's the Tour Junkies podcast for the CJ Cup 2021 at the Summit Club. This is the DraftKings Picks and Preview Show. I'm your host, David Barnett. Podcast juice tonight, presented by Wild Leap. Thank you, Wild Leap, for the vodka. I got a little bit of vodka. Pat, you are traveling. We've got you... uh, you look, you're you're in the red light district apparently of Atlanta, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does look like look that way, doesn't it? Um, yeah, traveling went to the Atlanta Braves game, playoff game today. A winner, nice. And uh, so I am traveling, and I'm in a conference room in a hotel, and yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm here. Right? I love the dedication. Love yeah. the dedication, and that's what we do. That's what we deliver at Tour Junkies. You know, you've done you've done the show in a hotel bathroom before. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see that you've upgraded to a conference room. That's nice. So we appreciate you being here. You, I know you've done your research, though, so which is great. And uh, I'm True. pumped about it. We're coming off a great Tour Junkies weekend. Got a little face-to-face time. It was it was very productive. And I'm excited about this show, presented, as always, by our friends at FantasyNational.com slash TJ. That's where you got to go to get uh, you know get 20% off any level of membership that you choose over there at FantasyNational.com. Get all your stats, all your PGA Tour data, Corn Ferry Tour data is all right there, and it's all licensed and good to go by the PGA Tour, so you know it's good stuff, okay? Recent form, tournament history, mixed condition models, bet, matching, matchup betting tools, all the stuff you need if you're betting on golf in any way. So go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and check it out. I'm very excited, Pat, that we have now nailed our first outright bet of the year appearing on Pat's not that anyone really cares betting card Mr. Sung J M had a just hellacious round on Sunday but in a good way to win over Matt Wolf thank god uh who was my chalk bomb pick after we ended up both kind of liking him on the show and then I started to fade him and then he put him in the chalk bomb and then he almost won so thank you to you and Sung J for the bump there Pat but we well, nailed you nailed Sung J at 33 to 1 Good stuff, and it was a huge week for the Nut Hut too. By the way, tons of winning. Yeah, no, it was glad. I was glad to get you know, kind of the beginning of the year started off right with a win. And uh, you know, a lot of times when I tweet that out, I tell you not to pay attention to it. But really, it's kind of like reverse psychology. Like you should pay attention to it. But it is called the not that anyone cares betting card. So yeah, I mean that's what's going to happen. But yeah, maybe you should pay attention to it slightly. <laughs> And if you're wondering where that is, it's on Twitter. And if you're like, man, I don't want Twitter. I don't have Twitter. Twitter's a cesspool. You're right. You can also get it in the Nut Hut. So those are the two places you can get it. You can pay for one and get it in the Nut Hut, or you can get it for free on, on Twitter. But that's where Pat posts the card. Nailed it. Uh, but we had a ton of winning. I mean, we had a ton of people winning lineups. I know our boy AC, Nut Hut Butler, AC won some money. Ryan Young uh, won, took down the LPGA Tour GPP uh, on DraftKings, and that had three Nut Hut members in the top five on that LPGA pool. So shout out Crazy Marcus for all the uh, research and uh, inside Instagram uh, stalking information that he provides. You know, a lot of people don't, don't know this, but the Nut Hut is not just about PGA Tour betting and gambling. It's, we got football, NFL, college football, UFC, LPGA Tour baseball, NBA is about to start back up. Nita is going to be in there with all her hot picks. So to join the Nut Hut, you get more than just PGA Tour stuff. And if you were paying attention last week, you, you, you won a lot of money on the LPGA Tour. We cleaned house there. Marcus, Marcus nailed it. So you got to get in the Nut Hut, $10 a month, $90 a year. Go to tourjunkies.com, click on the Nut Hut, sign up for our private Discord server. And also you get 20% off all Tour Junkies shop purchases. And I got a feeling in the next 60 days, Pat, we're going to sell 
a butt ton of those hoodies that are so fresh and nice that a lot of people yeah. are going to want as the weather's starting to turn. People need to get in there and take advantage of that 20% off. That's, that's the Christmas sale. So we're not having another one. That is the Christmas sale. Okay? So do that. Um, yeah, props on the M hit. That was awesome. Um, very nice to see that. Again, this week, take note that we do have Mark Hill, our resident European tour expert. Mark's dropping another pod this week. The Estrella Dam. I guess that's how you say it. Estrella Dam Andalusia. Andalusia Masters. Wow. I'm glad you were the one that had to say that, not me. Yes. Uh, Andalusia Masters in Spain. Sergio's won here like four times. But um, Mark, he'll be breaking that down. All your European tour betting and DFS coming there either late on Tuesday or early Wednesday morning. That show will drop on YouTube and wherever you listen to our podcast. So great stuff there. I'm excited about it, man. We got a new golf course this week for the CJ Cup. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it's sponsored by a South Korean company, but yet again, because of COVID, you have, uh, we have, we're in Las Vegas. So back-to-back weeks in Las Vegas. This one is closer to the Strip, though, and it's a brand new club called the Summit Club. Pat, uh, first year here, and you're in a hotel, and you still are going to bring the course breakdown. I'm mighty proud. Still going to do it. And you're right. It is very close to the strip. As a matter of fact, I think when you're standing on one of the tee box, maybe on the front nine, uh, you can, you're just, you can see the whole strip there. So uh, that's kind of interesting to me. But yes, we are at the Summit Club this week. We have not been here before, so no course history to talk about. It is a par 72 playing 7,431 yards. This is a 78-player no-cut event, so we don't have to worry about the cut after Friday. Like I said, this is the first time at this course. And, um, you know, I think that always means we really need to get a feel for it in the nut hut later in the week. Uh, we've got some caddies on the ground there. We'll get to hear from them as the week goes on. But as far as the course itself, it is, uh, it's, it's, you've got bent grass greens this week. It's like a lush sort of parkland style golf course. Kind of unusual when you think about a desert course, you know, most courses in Las Vegas. But this is, um, you know, this is a Parkland style course. It is a Tom Fazio design. Uh, you'll see a lot of his signature bunkering and green complexes on this course. You got pretty fi- wide fairways this week. Okay. Um, so I do think the Bombers are definitely going to have an advantage. There is some elevation, as we all know, up there in Las Vegas. So I think that's going to be something you want to look at. The, the Bombers are definitely going to have an advantage. You know, you got three drivable par fours on this, on this course. Number one five and number 12 mm. and then all four of the par fives can be reached into by the longest hitter so we're definitely going to see some scoring probably a lot of eagles this week and um you know again we'll we'll wait to see kind of what the weather looks like and what we hear from some of the caddies that we have on the grounds uh as we get into it later in the week in the nut hut but that is uh that's your quick course breakdown on the summit for me as far as stats i'm going to look at form I'm going to look at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, which is a proprietary stat to Fantasy National that helps us look at uh, chances for birdies and scoring. So I'm definitely going to look at par five scoring as well and maybe a little bit of putting on bent, but that's just an outlier for me. So there you go. That is uh, my course breakdown that I wrote while I was sitting there watching the Braves game in person. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, I don't have too much to add. I think you're right. It is a bomber's course. The fairways look really wide. I did see uh, Fazio originally designed this place to just be a resort club. This, this place was not built to intend to host a PGA Tour event. So not a whole lot of defense on the course other than how they choose to set it up, whether that's the greens or 
you know, the rough or whatever it is. So we'll, we'll hear a lot more about that towards the end of the week. But it looks like this thing is set up to be an absolute scoring fest. I did see today uh, on, one of the, on one of the books, the over-under on the winning score was like 21-under is, is what it's looking like. I think it's going to be way, way better than that. If, I, I haven't looked at the weather, so unless the wind kicks up. But, I mean, for that course last week to, to see Sungjae win it at 24-under, I could see this place getting to at least that. With the at extra, least. Yeah, with the extra par five, the, the drivable par fours that, that I think, um, you know, Summerlin really only has one of those. You still, you're still at elevation, so the, the course is going to play shorter than it looks, too. So, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be definitely an advantage to the Bombers, but the shorter players, if they're hitting the wedges tight, can definitely get there, and, and putting on bent grass is important. Of note, Colin Morikawa and Maverick McNeely members here. Morikawa was the previous course record holder with a 62, and now it is actually Maverick McNeely holding the course record with a 61. So we all know that gets me going because I love some Maverick McNeely. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. So, yeah, that's a little bit about the course. I mean, this is, you know, the biggest thing is, we say this every time, you got to remember, it's a no-cut event, 78 guys, and probably only really 70 of them, like, actually rosterable. And in a, in a GPP, you know, if you're trying to win a GPP on DraftKings, remember the goal is to finish in that top 1%, 3% maybe. You know, if you're just trying to win it to double up, you're in the wrong contest. Play cash. Uh, do something else. But in a GPP lineup, you got to have that leverage. You got to have ownership leverage. You got to have people who are, um, you know, who are lower owned. And you got to, you, you can't play them all, right? There's a ton of big names in this field. You just can't roster every single one of them. So keep that in mind. Leave some salary on the table in a big tournament, in a big GPP. Leave some money on the table. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll give you some cash plays tonight, too, if you want to do that. But, you know, presumably everybody's getting four rounds here. You got some people coming over from the Korean tour that get exemptions. You're going to have some names you haven't heard of, but everybody else, you pretty much know what's up. Anything else to add there, Pat? No. Good job. Awesome. Well, listen, we, uh, among another channel in the Nut Hut, we've got the crypto and NFT channel that's cooking in the Nut Hut. I'm at, I actually pop in there and kind of, uh, I guess I just kind of, I kind of peep in Tom over in there. You know, I don't, I don't, really, I don't really participate. I just kind of get in there and peep at Tom. But uh, there's a lot of good advice being slung around there. And thanks to our friends at Kraken. If you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies but aren't sure where to get started, check out the Kraken app. You can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum. All you need on the go 24-7. It's really easy to get started. Just download the app, create your account. You're investing in minutes. And one of the coolest things about buying crypto through Kraken is you don't need a lot of money to try it out. So even if Bitcoin is worth something like 40K, you can buy it for as little as $10. You can buy $10 worth on Kraken to get your feet wet. So find out why, for yourself why Kraken has been one of the highest rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years. Now, they've been around a minute, all right? This is not some fly-by-night pop-up crypto shop. Visit kraken.com, that's K-R-A-K-E-N.com slash tourjunkies to learn more, or you can search for Kraken in the App Store. Shout out to Kraken for hooking us up. All right, you ready, Pat? I think so. Let's get into this. 9K and above range. We're going to give you three GPP plays. I'm going to give you a cash play. We're going to give you a fade. You got DJ starting it off. Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Xander, Jordan, Rory. A lot of first-name players up here in in this top end. Uh, Victor Hovland coming off one week in Vegas. We'll see how he feels after that. Sam Burns, who almost won back-to-back. Brooks is back again. Tony Finau, Sungjae, Hideki, Louie, Cam Smith, Abe Answer, and Scotty Scheffler round out the 9K and above range. 
I'll make this pretty quick and dirty for me, Pat. I'm going to continue to ride Sam Burns, dude. I, I mean, I ended up actually playing a little bit of him in uh, in tournaments, but unfortunately, I had him paired with uh, a lot of Webb Simpson. That didn't work out too well. But I mean, he just continues to check every box. He he's playing aggressively. One of the things that I looked at in terms of stats is DraftKings points scored um, over the last 24 rounds. Just knowing that you get, you know, we're talking DFS, we're talking winning DraftKings. We're talking a high-scoring event, birdies and eagles. That's what I want. So uh, Sam Burns is third in this field over that time frame, and he's just on fire right now. And I don't see him slowing up. He's, he's liking the money. He's liking that Wednesday wire that he keeps getting from the PJ Tour after that, you know, after the, the second win just a couple weeks ago at the Sanderson and, uh, and then a 14th at the Shriners. I mean, the kid is just absolutely on fire since the Open Championship. His worst finish is a 21st at the Northern Trust, which is a pretty tough, tough, uh, you know, tough course, tough venue. That's his worst finish. So I'm all in on Sam Burns, and I'm, I'm going to get in on Victor Hovland. I wasn't really all about it last week, but I'm hopping in now. Uh, number one in this field in strokes gain approach, also scores a ton of DraftKings points, and he's one of those rare combos of, you know, he's a bomber, he hits it a long way, and he hits a ton of fairways, kind of a total driver guy. Obviously, we know it's all about the putter for old Big Dick Vic, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, bent grass surface is not his best, but it is what it is. Now, last week, you may say, well, you know, DB, young Vic, we talked about, he's in Vegas, he's so cute, you know, and he's single and he's eligible and he's rich, he may have gotten in a little bit of trouble and not had a great performance, but I don't think that was it at all. I think it was the near nine shots he lost around the greens last week. Nine. That is insane. That's the worst performance of his entire career, which isn't long, but like his worst performance by almost double, terrible performance around the greens on, uh, for Victor Hovland. You lose nine strokes and still finish 44th. But he gained uh, over 10 strokes, almost 11 strokes ball striking uh, last week. And he didn't really lose that much with the putter. So I think this is a great bounce back spot for him because I think maybe people are going to see the T44 and say, eh, that's not really what I'm looking for. But I mean, that, losing that many strokes around the greens, even for Victor Hovland, is not very normal. And then finally, I'm going to go with Louis Eustazen. I'm hopping on the Louis train. He played extremely well last week in his first event of the PGA Tour season. You know, a comfy T14, gained strokes uh, all the way across the board from T to green, and then lost two strokes putting, which is very unusual for him. So the ball striking comes right back for Louie, right? We haven't seen him since the Tour Championship. He's got a month off, and then here he is again doing what he does, gaining strokes off the tee, gaining strokes on approach around the greens. But, you know, putter was a little cold, a little chilly. Now you get to a course, uh, you know, he's, he's a little fresh, it's bent grass, which he doesn't do great on, but it doesn't matter. He's still like a great putter. And, um, you know, I think Louis is, I think Louis is a solid play there, and I love the value. So I'm kind of going with these value. You know, I'm not, really, I'm not really looking at anybody above 10K. There's some names up here that I'm interested in, but if I had to plant a flag on three that I like right now, it's Burns, Hovland, and Louis. And the fade for me is actually going to be previous course record holder, Colin Morikawa at 10.8. I think Morikawa is going to get a lot of chatter. This week, being the, you know, the, the member and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, you know, but I don't, I th so I think he's going to be chalky, number one. I mean, he's not done well. Since the U.S. Open win, all right, so since the U.S. Open win in July, he's only gained one, he's, he's minus one in strokes gained approach, which is the thing that Colin Morikawa is known for. I mean, go, go look on Fantasy National at all the tournaments he's played, and you see a ton of green, 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 green all the way up stroke scan approach until after the U.S. Open. Now, some of that could have been a little bit of injury he was dealing with, 
but it's been bad. It was negative at the Tour Championship, the last event we saw him play. Now, obviously, he played the Ryder Cup. I think the Ryder Cup is a little deceiving, though, in terms of how they played. And, um, you know, you could look at their Ryder Cup record and think that they played great. But I, 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 think, I think it's a little deceiving, and I think it's, it's probably not super wise to go by just what you saw with your eyes on the Ryder Cup. He's also lost over four shots off the tee since the U.S. Open win. He's currently 54th in DraftKings scoring, 61st in putting on bit in the last 50 rounds, and 66th in distance. In the last uh, in the last few rounds as well, and that's out of seventy players. So, I think I'm out on Morikawa. That's it for me. Okay, uh, I don't mind it. Um, I don't know Morikawa. That's that's a scary fade to me. But okay, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot of differences here because I will start uh, at ten. They're all scary fades up here, right? Like they really are. You're right. Um, I'm going to start with Xander Schauffele. I like him at 10-6. And actually, I like two guys here in the 10K range that I'm going to go with. But you look at, you know, just where he's been recently, you know, obviously coming off that high of, uh, you know, winning the Ryder Cup and winning the gold medal and whatever else. I mean, just been playing absolutely fantastic this year. He's number one in the field in strokes gained on par fives. He's top 10 in putting on bent grass greens, top 20 in eagles gained. Also checks the box with approach and off the tee. So Xander at 10-6, I like him a lot this week. I also like Jordan right beneath him there at 10-3. I think he's got a good play as well. I don't mm. see like Jordan having like a whole lot of trouble here in Vegas. I think this is a good course fit for him. Fairways are wide. You know, he, yeah. he checked, he's top 10 in birdie or better percentage in this field. He's third in the field and putting on bent grass, which we know he always um, puts really well on bent grass greens. So I like that there for him. He's top 20 in the field in par five scoring also. So Jordan and Xander right there next to each other, I really like. Also like Tony Finau at 9,600. You know, he's not really going to jump out at you a ton as far as the stats are concerned, but he really was playing fantastic all the way up into the Ryder Cup. We have not seen him play in a, a tour event since the tour championship. I think Tony Finau is set up to have a good week this week. Um, obviously, you know, a, a couple months ago, he got that monkey off the back, off his back and, and got a win. So I like Tony Finau there at 9,600. If I'm looking at a fade, right above him is Brooks Kepka at 9,700. He is going to check some boxes for you. But last week, T67 out here in Vegas, I just don't see him. You know, I mean, we don't know still if the injury is, if he's fully healed. He did play pretty well at the Ryder Cup, but I'm just not going to. I'm not going to go with some Brooks Kepka still here in Vegas. I think he's still here just to party. Yeah. And I just don't, I'm not feeling a, a great event for him. Um, so he will be the fade there at 9,700. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind any of those picks. Like I can't really argue with any of those. Um, I, I like, I like probably Xander the best out of those three. So I would have to agree there. See, Charlie, damn, y'all don't agree on anything up top. I mean, I guess we kind of, we do. I don't have any one of those picks that I really just hate. So we're just, um, it is, it's tough in a field like this because it's easy to like all these guys. It really is. So a lot of it is going to come down to your lineup construction. Are you, are you eating chalk somewhere else that you can do whatever you want to do up top? Or like, you know, how, how you want to construct those lineups is going to mean a lot. So that's kind of the thing. I think the biggest thing is to plant your flags and commit and just don't spread it too thin. You know, commit to your guys, commit to your core and stick with it. And then just, you got to roll from there. I definitely, um, I like some names in the 6K, I guess we're going to get to, but there's some names in the 7K that I really, really, really like. And the more I load up on the 10K guys, the harder it is for me to get the ones that I like in that 7K range. So 
maybe that's why I'm, I'm looking a little more balanced here to start. Um, and, and by the way, I will say in cash, uh, Sam Burns would be, would be my, my favorite play in this range if you were going to start a cash lineup. He's, he's you know, the most expensive 9K guy, but he's, he's definitely, uh, well, I guess he's not hobbling this, but I, I still think he's, he's worth it. He's just playing too good right now. I feel the best about Sam Burns in this range. Um, 8K range, Pat. Let me tell you about my first guy. My first guy that I'm, that I'm picking right here, he did something last week at the Shriners that he's not done since January of 2016. 2016, Pat. We were a fledgling little podcast. Hmm. Probably had 100 people listening at best, and you know, most of them family and friends. We had probably recorded and published, I don't know, like six or seven episodes at that time. And that was the last time that Harris English lost six strokes or more putting on the PGA Tour. And that's what he did last week at the Shriners. He lost six, sho- six strokes with the flat stick last week, which is absolutely insane for Harris English, who gains a ton of strokes putting almost every single week. It's one of his strongest, if not, if not it is the strongest thing that he does in terms of a strokes gain category is putting. It was an anomaly week. His first event back since the Ryder Cup, he was dead even on strokes gained off the tee. He gained two, 2.1 strokes on approach, gained around the green. I think, I think this is another interesting spot for Harris English when people look at the missed cut. Um, similar to you know Big Dick Vic's 44th place finish, I think it's a little deceiving. But to think that he's going to go back, you know, I, think he could, I think he's going to continue the good ball striking, which he's done for the whole season, and the putter's not going to be that cold again. So I think uh, English is definitely uh, w- one of my favorite kind of go-to plays here at 8,900. And then, you know, I was tempted. Oh God. I was tempted to do this. I was tempted to do this last week, and I didn't. But I, I'm going to do it this week because I don't have a cut to worry about. I'm going, I'm going to Adam Scott, okay? Mm. I'm going to go to Adam Scott at 8,100. Hits it a long way. He's added some distance. The ball striking is, is definitely... Still hot, 4.5 strokes gained last week at the Shriners and gained strokes, gained 1.3 strokes putting at the Shriners. You know, one thing I don't care about is getting up and down this week. Like, I just think the winning score is going to be at 25, 26 under. So I just, you guys just need to be hitting greens, um, which he, he doesn't do well, that, that well right, lately anyway. I just trust that the Bombers course, the wide open fairways and those deadly irons are going to stay, stay deadly for old Adam Scott. And bent grass is not his worst surface. It is by far Bermuda. So I think Adam Scott at 8,100 gives you some winning upside for sure. And he gives you, you know, a little bit of price relief there. So Adam Scott's my man. And, uh, and I would roll with him in cash as well. I think he's a double. I mean, obviously in cash this week, it's kind of weird to play because you don't have a cut. You're not, you're not getting six of six leverage. But I like Adam Scott there. Reed is my fade. I mean, the, the bad form is just continuing. Even if he was in good form, I don't really see this as a great course fit for him. Um, I see him doing better on tougher courses, tougher tracks, tighter fairways, scrambling being more of a factor, par being your friend. Um, so even if he was in good form, I wouldn't love him. But Patrick Reed's just, we, we got to see, I got to see something before I get back on the Patrick Reed train. That's it for me in the AK. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> got a few differences here again. Um, you didn't like the Adam Scott play. I, he- I heard some. No, I just, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I think. If you are going to play him, a no cut event is probably where you want to do that's, it. But, yeah, like it, it just um, it helps me. 
it helps me scratch the Adam Scott itch so that now, like I do it this week and I don't have to worry about the missed cut. I get it out of my system. And so then I don't have to do it for the next couple of events that aren't, you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, I should not. I mean, he was in my U.S. Open lineup that did pretty well. And, uh, yeah, then what's the problem? I don't know. I just, he hasn't done anything really. He hasn't done it for me since then. So, um, all right. I'm going to start in the middle here. And I really don't like a lot of these guys in the 8K range. I, I think I'll just would rather live down more in the 7K range and with a, pick off a few 6K guys and then go up top. But if I'm going to talk about two guys I really like, one is Mark Leishman at 8,600. Now, look. Who I talked he, about last week, by the way. Got a little he heat is, for that one. He is, he is not going, going to show up a lot on the stats if you're looking at the models that I'm looking at, you know, off the tee that kind of stuff, but he's just been playing fantastic lately. I mean, you look at his last two events, he's got a T3 at the Shriners, he's got a T4 at the Fortinet Championship, so Leishman's been really well, playing really well lately. I like him there at 8,600, and then right beneath him at at Jason Kokrak at 8,500. I know he missed a cut last week at the Shriners. Maybe that'll throw a few people off of him as far as ownership's concerned. But before that, had that T11 at the Tour Championship, T15 at the BMW. I think this is a great course fit for him. I think maybe last week wasn't quite as good of a fit for him. But if you look at this week, I mean, look at the stats. Top 10 in opportunities gained, 11th and birdie or better percentage. He puts pretty well on bent grass greens traditionally. He's top 30 in the field in par 5 scoring. So I like Jason Kokrak and Leishman right there in the middle at 8,500 and 8,600. And then my fade is going to be Tommy Fleetwood at 8,800. He just hadn't had it at all this year. I mean, it Tommy, continued to... He does what I he mean, does. He, then he goes and finishes 12th at the Alfred Dunhill a couple weeks ago, but that's just what he does. Like, he beats up on the European tour, comes over here, and gets his, his little dick kicked in. Yeah, well, and I mean, the Ryder Cup, he looked horrible. Yeah. I mean, he had, a few, he had a few good holes or whatever, but I just didn't see a whole lot of Tommy Fleetwood that makes yeah. me want to play him in a field like this. So he will be my fade in this race. Did I did I sell you on Harris English? Are you in on Harris English? Can we agree there? I don't. I don't. I almost said him. I, I didn't, but I I can I can agree there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll see the agreement late at the end of the show. We'll do our two minute men lineup build, which last week was not great. Last week we only got our our uh, our two minute lineup. Last week only got three of six through the cut, but we Ooh, did have sucks. we did have Matt Wolf and Adam Shink in that lineup, but I don't think it would have cashed. It was it was bad. By the way, I forgot. Nuthut winner last week was uh, at JKR Chris. Scored 555 and a half points. Won an opportunity to play in the finals to compete um, for a chance to, you know, come to Augusta or Savannah and play golf over a weekend with me and Pat. So shout out to JKR Chris. 555 and a half was the winning total. He crushed it. Well done. All right, Pat, I'm going to let you start off the 7K. Three tournament plays and a fade in the 7K range. All right, well, I'm going to start in the middle at 7,500 with Sergio Garcia. Whoa. Look, if you can play Whoa. Adam Scott, if you can play Adam Scott, I can play Sergio Garcia, okay? Tit for tat. Tit for tat. I'll take Sergio. I can't can believe he's Adam not Scott. at the uh, Andalusia Masters beating up on everybody. Right I don't know, but Taking he's more here. of a paycheck. Apparently, he's here. I mean, unless anybody tells me otherwise, I'm wow. looking at him here. Um, Look, he wasn't playing all that bad, you know. I mean, he played pretty good in the Ryder Cup, too. He had a good end of the season. He did have a yeah. good end of the season. T14 in the Tour Championship, T6 Which isn't the great. There's 25 people there, well, 30 people true. there. BMW is sixth place for sure. Um, 
the Open and U.S. Open, he played great. I don't know. Is this? A, Which, is I he, mean, is he? A, is this a birdie? Is he a birdie fest guy though? I don't. Know. He can make eagles. He's sixteenth in the field in eagles game. Top. He was twenty eighth in birdie or better percentage. I know out of a seventy eight man field, that's not a whole lot. But well, I still think Sergio can have a, have a good week this week. I think this can be a pretty good course for him. So at seventy five hundred, I'll go with him. I love Harold Varner the third at seventy three. I think this is a perfect course fit for him do you love him coming off the baby off the baby over the weekend he was in the hospital with the wife had the baby i mean everything's good but that's baby swag man i mean it is baby swag but i mean is it too soon baby swag that's the nappy factor coming at you coming in hot in vegas i think that means like if you if you have a baby and then you go to vegas things things are gonna go right for you Okay, things are going to go right for you, is, is what, what I'm thinking. It, okay, if that's you and you walk up to the roulette table and you're going to have one bet, what are you? What are you doing? If I got one bet, like roulette, like you like, got you got you're going to put a stack of something on one one thing on the roulette table. You just came off the baby swag. You're going to win huge. or You're going to walk away. What are you doing? I mean, I'm putting it on a number. What number? You want my you want my number? I want your number. Mine's, Eighteen. Mine's eight. 18. I'm on eight. You're on eighteen. Okay. Throwing it on eighteen. All right. Hey, by the way, in the YouTube comments tonight, which we need you to do, we need you to comment. Some of you people are watching and not commenting. It helps us. It's so easy. Just scroll down there right now. Type in a comment. Unless you're watching live, then you got to wait for the video to be done. But scroll down and leave a comment. Put in the comment your favorite, your go-to casino game. When you get to the casino, mm-hmm. what's your spot? Where do you like to go? Is it poker? Is it craps? Is it the roulette? tables is it uh is it slots what do you blackjack what do you like to do and maybe if you want to add a little color to that you know tell us like why or what your favorite thing is so put that we're in vegas for week two um put that in the comments your favorite go-to casino game when you hit that floor baby put that in the comments and hit the thumbs up button like subscribe we need it helps us thank you all right continue so hv3 i love hv3 from a fit here for sure i guess I guess, uh, yeah, you just got to figure it out. I mean, do you think, um, is he going to be tired? Is he going to be pre, is he going to be thinking about his wife back home recovering? Like what, how's, is he going to be in there mentally? Obviously it's a good opportunity for him. He doesn't get to play in a lot of no cut money grab events like CJ cup. So, you know, that's a good opportunity. He does check a lot of back boxes for sure. I wonder how popular he'll be. I wonder how many people, it'll be interesting to see the ownership projections on him. Yep. I agree. All right. I'm going to go with another, this is another crazy one. I like going kind of out there and outside the box, though, on weeks like this when we don't have a cut. Um, I'm going to play some Jason Day at 7,000 wow. this week. Wow. Yes. Wow. Top, wow. T- top 10. He's eighth in the field off the tee. We know he How far well. back do you have to go from the freaking? I don't care. You just, you just got to. I'm saying a number. It's right there. You're just saying right. a number. What? what? <laughs> I'm just, what? No, look. Here's the thing. If you're going to play Jason Day, why not play him this week? You could, I could bet him this week. I could do whatever I want because it's a no-cut event. Why, why not? Why would I not play Jason Day? Because, because you he's like gonna be, money. He's going to be super low-owned? Like, yeah, he is. You're exactly right. That's what you're looking for. That's what, one of the things you're looking bruh, for. Bruh, bruh. I can't. I, I, I think I need to help you with this, Pat. Don't, okay, no. hold on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's have a moment. Let's have a moment, Pat. No, I'm playing him. You're not no, going to have a moment. Let's have a moment. It doesn't have to be, we don't have to fight, okay? You don't have to feel like, you don't have to feel less than, all right? But what, like, this is like I'm your friend. I'm not trying to be combative. I'm not trying to argue. 
and you and you can humble you can be humble humble yourself and just hear me out and then change your mind. I don't want to watch you do this. I don't want to watch you play a man who who has played literally like I mean we've seen him play twice, three times since He's July a- with two missed cuts, 14th of the Rocket Mortgage. I mean, but look at the look at his whole season. Like it was terrible. It was as many missed cuts, almost as made cuts. He's he's I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where he, where he's been. He's got yeah, a lot of kids. Yeah, but it's a new season. I mean, people like you. It, this is what you would have said about Jordan Spieth like a year and a half ago, and then maybe you missed out on the front end of him coming back around. What if we're what if we're missing out on the front end of Jason Day coming back around? I just think he's taking a little bit of a break. He's had like fifteen more kids since the last time we probably saw him. You know, he's probably adopted some babies somewhere. He's coming in here in Vegas. He's he's going to have a good time. He's got no pressure on him because there's no cut this week. Why not play him? He's going to have like 3%, 2%, maybe maybe 1% ownership. Why not play him? What if he what if he freaking finishes top 10? Bruh. Hey uh by the way, shout out Taylor McCutcheon watching live in the YouTube chat. Taylor's writing a new weekly article for us on tourjunkies.com for free under the blog. And it's going to be something kind of off the beaten path. Nothing related to DFS or betting. We just published his article on Bryson DeChambeau, the aftermath of the Ryder Cup. Can he keep the fan, uh, the, the fandom that, that seemed to work in his favor at the Ryder Cup? Can he keep it going or is he going to, is he going to go back to his old self? So shout out Taylor watching in the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube chat right now. Go check out that article. All right, before I give my fade, um, uh, I'm we're, shook we're by not, the 7K I'm, range. I, I'm, I'm so glad you're shook because... I, I literally sat there at the Braves game today and was like, I'm just going to throw out some names for DB that he's just going to absolutely hate. But here's what I do want. Here's what I do want. I want everybody, I want somebody to, to, to write some, to, to, to keep these receipts, okay, of Garcia and Day. And if they do well, I want y'all coming back in this chat, all you people up in here hating on these picks, and I want you apologizing to me well maybe we need to do a betting wheel on the betting show next next uh in just a few minutes maybe we need to do that a little jason day versus somebody bet i mean you would have to like that come on that's that's like anyway you don't want to do it are we doing uh what are you talking about i've never been scared but what are you gonna do you're gonna say like okay i'll take uh uh i'll take hatton and uh you can take day i I actually wouldn't want that bet no i mean you all just have Uh, to find out we'll have to find out Um, um who's your fade uh, it should be Jason Day. Now, no, it's not Jason Day. Jason Day, I just said a minute ago, I'm playing him. So he can't be the fade. I'll tell you who is going to be my fade that's similar to Jason Day. Justin Rose. Not going to play Justin Rose at 7,900. Much rather play Jason Day over Justin Rose. Okay. Oh, man. That, that went somewhere I did not think it was going to go. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm rattled. I'm a little rattled. All right. 7K range for me. I love four names in here. I'm only going to give you three. Well, I'm going to tell you my favorite three, and then I'm going to give you the bonus fourth. Obviously, Maverick McNeely is in there for me, and he, and he should be. Like He's going to check all the boxes. Um, in my kind of first-run, early mixed-condition model on Fantasy National, he ranks out 15th in the whole model. Uh, I mean, he's playing great. He's the, the member, of course, record holder here. He's got some familiarity with the golf course, which is nice. Missed the cut at the Shriners last week, but I mean, he still did okay ball striking, gain strokes off the tee. 
a little better than than zero on on approach. He just he didn't he didn't putt well, which is a little bit unlike him as well. That's it, and I think he missed it on the number. So I'm not too worried about Maverick McNeely coming off the Shriners. He was coming off a runner up finish at the Fortinet, and now he's at a familiar spot. I think it's a I think it's a no brainer for Mav. I think he's a cash play as well. Uh, and I think he's going to be chalky. He is going to be chalky, and he's probably I mean, going to be chalky. You give out Mav every week. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I love every him. Week. Every week. And most weeks, it ends up paying off. You know, runner-up at the Fortinet, 27th at the Northern Trust, 16th at the 3M, 18th at the John Deere, 21st at the Rocket Mortgage, 20th at the Schwab. I mean, he's like, the kid plays well. He's almost won a couple PJ PGA last week. I said, I just went over that. I just went over that. <laughs> In this field, which is a stacked field, Okay, this is a stack field. Now okay. I get it. There's, I get it. There's only seventy something guys in it, but in this field, he's 22nd in DraftKings scoring over the last 24 rounds, and he's the 7,300 price player. Like he scores points, he scores DraftKings points. So, yeah, I'm gonna keep riding Maverick McNeely. Another one like him, who's ninth in DraftKings points scored in recent uh, in recent weeks, is Aaron Wise at 7,400. Uh, Aaron's definitely fits the bomber model, and he's gaining strokes tee to green. Pretty, you know, a little, pretty regularly for all things considered, it being Aaron Wise. We haven't seen him miss a cut since the RBC Heritage. Um, and he's had some good finishes. Eighth at the Shriners just last week. I think Aaron Wise keeps it going, keeps it hot. And then uh, I'm bouncing back with Siwoo again this week. 7,600. I wore the t shirt. It's a South Korea sponsored event. You know, you got to figure if he wins the CJ Cup, he, his people, his agents at least sit down in front of the people at CJ Cup and say, hey, can we band together and petition? the South Korean military and government to like give my boy a, a free pass to the military. Now that he's won the CJ cup, I know it's not a major, but it got, we got to have a meeting at the table. Some something talk about something, but I feel like he's going to be inspired to play the CJ cup. And I feel like this is a great spot for him. Aggressive birdie fest. He had an off week last week and I'm going to, I'm going to write it off. That's coming off an 11th at the Fortinet, eighth at the Sanderson. Sometimes this is what Siwoo does. Like, Siwoo will just pop in a missed cut. He'll sprinkle a missed cut in on you real quick. I mean, he, he does it. He just does it. If you look at all his recent finishes, if you scroll down, look at 2020, look at 2021. He just does this sometimes. He checks out. All right? We know about Siwoo at times. So, but this week, I don't think he's doing that at his sponsor's event. And, um, you know, there's big money here. Big money at this event. And I think it sets up perfect for him. Wide off the tee, aggressive, just hit bombs and make birdies. Those are my three favorite plays here. Gooch is definitely a, a 3B for me at 7,200. You get a lot of price savings for Taylor Gooch as well. He had a good week last week, off the, coming off the 11th at the Shriners, 4th at the Fortinet at the first event of the year. His irons are absolutely on fire. If you look at his last like 10 to 12 events, iron, his iron play is incredible. Um, off the tee has really been where he's, where he's lacked, but he's still... He's, he's still not terrible. Like, he's got a good combination of distance and accuracy. If you look over the last, let's see, 24 rounds, okay? Last 24 rounds, he's 27th in the field in distance and 34th in fairways gain. Like, good total driving kid, and you get him at 7,200. I think he's got top 10 upside, top 5 upside even. So I really, that's a bonus play for everybody's gooch. The fade for me is Joaquin Neiman. The iron play has been trending poorly since early 2021. And he's actually not scoring. You would think he's a scorer, but in the last 24 rounds, he's 63rd in DraftKings points scored, and he's 50th in strokes game putting on bent over the last 50 rounds, looking at a little bit of a more long-term sample there. The iron play has been bad. We're just not seeing the same Joaquin Neiman that we, we all used to kind of love playing. Uh, I just, I'm not, not feeling Neiman. So he's out for me. All right, 
6K range it is. I got uh, I got a couple names here, I guess. Uh, Keegan Bradley right there at 6,900. I'll take that. Ball striker. I think he's got, I think he actually could win a, this golf tournament. Uh, stranger things have happened. All right. Coming off the miscut at the Sanderson, but he kind of just was flat. Like he just didn't do a lot very well. He, he did hit his irons okay, which he's been doing consistently since literally the beginning of time. Uh, well, more like 2020. But uh, Keegan's won. It's back to Cam Davis week. We're back in on Cam Davis. This is a week for Cam Davis. I faded him. He was a chalk bomb a couple weeks ago. Missed the cut. But now we're back. We get him at 6,400 at a no-cut event with four par fives that he can eat up with three drivable par fours. Bent grass is his best surface. It's the only putting surface he actually gains strokes on. He coming off the 27th finish at the Shriners last week to follow the missed cut at the Sanderson where he gained two and a half strokes off the tee. He gained 3.4 strokes on approach. Now we're starting to see the Cam Davis I'm talking about, all right? So I think this is a spot to jump on Cam. My Cam radar is going off for sure. And then finally, I'm going to give you Johnny Vegas. Down there at 6,300. I have a feeling you like Johnny Vegas. But Johnny Vegas, checking a ton of boxes. Second in driving distance. 12th in DraftKings points scored over the last 24 rounds. 18th in strokes gain approach. And 20th in par 5 scoring. All in the last 24 rounds in this field at 6,300. That's... Really, really good. You have a comment? No. Good job. I like Vegas. I like Keegan Bradley. There you go. That's it. Nah, you you totally you totally deflated me oh, by taking Vegas Vegas from. I knew me. I knew you did. I'm so, I shouldn't have even said it. I, that's on me. I'm sorry. I knew I knew you would say Vegas. Um, but that so that was on me. My bad. My bad. I'll go. I was. I like Cam Davis too. Let me just find one here that I was gonna. That's maybe different. Just to, I mean, I don't know what box should he check, DB. Like, what what do I have to get down here that, that should make everybody happy? Since we got to choose all the right people. KH Lee, I'll go with KH I, Lee. Oh, I kind of like that. Actually, I go with KH Lee there at sixty two hundred down there at the bottom there. Top ten in strokes gained off the tee. He's twenty second par five scoring, scoring third scurring. in Eagles game. Par five scoring, 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 scoring. Yeah, I don't mind KH Lee actually. Um, Vegas, KH Lee, and Keegan all actually pretty good records on Fazio courses too. If you want to, yeah. if you want to go that route. All right, I like that. I like that. That's it for us. Let's do the two minutes. Uh, the two minute men lineup GPP lineup build. Pat, you got the timer. I got yeah. the uh, the picks here. So in two minutes, we're gonna try to agree on what we see as a GPP lineup for DraftKings for this week's event. And I feel like structurally we're going to have some disagreement here. So we'll see how it goes. You ready? Yep. This is the two-minute men. Ready? You tell us when to go. Go. Where do you want to start? At the top. With who? Xander. I can do that. Even though I didn't mention him, I like Xander. Okay. Um, what about we go, I really want to get in. Um, get in. Aaron Wise? I can go Wise. I, I don't mind that. Okay. What about Adam Scott? Nope. <laughs> what Her- about Leishman or Kokrek? I, uh, I, can go, I can go there. Let's go, um, let's go Leishman. Okay. You want to go Leishman? Yeah, Kokrek, your defending CJ Cup champion. Yeah. What about Harris Only English? Of course. All right, I'll go Harris. All right, so we got two spots left. 
Uh, we got around 7,200 as your average. HV3 or Gooch. I love, I love Gooch. Right, well, or, or we could go, or we could go higher up and hit the six k. But we don't really like any. I mean, I like Steely's not that high. How much time we got? Fifty three seconds. What if you put in Cam Davis, and then where do you get? Okay, to go? all right, Cam Davis, Cam Davis. Where is he? Cam Davis. Now we got eighty one hundred left. So I don't. I don't what, what, oh, let's God. leave a little salary on the table. So there's Siwoo Kim Garcia. Go... HV three. Maybe go Siwoo. You like Siwoo? I think Siwoo needs to be in a two-minute lineup. <laughs> yes. Okay. There it is. Boom. Done. Cam, Cam Davis. All right. Let's start at the top. 22 Z- seconds left. Look at us. We're getting more and more efficient with this. Xander Schauffele, uh, Harris English, Mark Leishman, Siwoo Kim, Aaron Wise, and Cam Davis would be the two-minute men GPP lineup build of the week. Total agreement there. Look at us getting it done. Awesome stuff. Hey, we've got a big announcement coming up on the betting show tonight. Uh, excited about that. Excited to fill everybody in on some stuff we got cooking. Big, big, big changes. Big stuff going on with TJ. You're going to want to catch that. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss that. And don't forget, leave a comment. Favorite casino game right now. When the video is over, if you're watching live, put in the comment, and we'll see you in a little bit for the betting preview for the CJ Cup and a big announcement. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green this week on DraftKings. See you. Out.